Welcome to episode number 20 of the Luke Page podcast. Yes, we're at number 20. Um, when I started my podcast back in, I think it was August night 2019, I was about, I was a few episodes in, I spoke to someone that had an established podcast, probably close to 100 podcasts at the episodes at the time. 100 podcasts would be a lot. That would be a busy, busy life. Uh, and he said, he said that um, majority of people only last a few episodes and then they give up. So, you know, you, you really want to aim to just hit that 10, 11, 12 episode mark because then you're doing better than the majority. Well, I'm past 10, 11. I'm at 20. So um, look out world, looking forward to the next 20 and the next 20 and the next 20. I uh, can't believe when we hit 100, like it's going to be like, we're going to be throwing a party. It's going to be streamers. There's going to be party poppers. There's going to be confetti. There's going to be um, sprinkles, not sprinkles. What's that? Hundreds and thousands, hundreds and thousands on fairy bread, whatever you call it. There's going to be cakes and there's going to be everything. There's going to be clowns. There's going to be jugglers. Anyway, um, make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because uh, I'm releasing a new episode every couple of weeks. And I've just opened the launch, the waiting. Um, I can't even speak today. Just open the waiting list to my 12-week online one-to-one program called The Leading Coach. Now, this is for particularly for coaches that are making between zero and two and a half K a month, and they want to hit the next level and raise it up to start doing 5K plus months. Now, um, you can find the link to this on my Instagram page, which is at Luke underscore page. I'll also put the notes in for that and the links for the in the show notes. Um, and on top of this, I've also just released a, a brand new mini course, which is a five-part five video series called How to Actually Sell on Instagram When the World's Gone Crazy and Still Hit 5K Plus Month. So if you want to download this for free, um, again, head over to my Instagram page at Luke underscore page. I'll again put the show notes, put the notes in the show notes of this um, but anyway, I'm, I'm really struggling to get this thing out today. But anyway, let's get started with this thing. Today, I catch up with Joel Dunn, and he talks to us about how to overcome the four blocks that are getting in the way of scaling your business. I reckon, I wonder if he's got an idea around overcoming the blocks to get your intro to your podcast out. I might listen to that one. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Well, Jozo, mate, thank you for uh, coming on. Thank you very much. And do you want to just start by giving everyone a bit of an idea of what you do with yourself, kind of how you got into coaching, your background, because I know that um, you were helping a particular type of person like you because you're a photography business, right? And then you're helping people build a photography business, is that right? And then you've changed angles now. So do you want to just fill us in where you're at? Yeah, for sure. Like I've run a portrait photography studio and we did weddings before that for 18 years. Um, which I'm here now, I've still got this business, um, runs coincides with the coaching. And a few years ago, maybe three or four years ago, I decided that I, I really wanted to explore coaching and um, helping other people because I did it 
on the side, I guess, for other photographers that I knew, helping them out with systems and stuff. And the more I delved into the coaching, the more I really enjoyed the the mindset side of it and how that um, dictates how successful you can be. And I guess it evolved then into seeing an ad for um, uh, a coach winning international, as you know, and um, (laughs) jumped on and got coached by them. And it pretty much evolved from there and then I really crafted uh, my first program was all crafted for photographers in uh, in general to help build their mindset plus their systems and structures in their business to bring their, their sales up and bring their cash flow up and also up-level themselves, um, which I've been doing and I'm still doing that one. Um, and just recently I've sort of transitioned into a, a more higher end um, year long program for men in business, like dads particularly. Yeah. Cool, man. So uh, like, is, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause Joel and I have got a bit of a, a bit of a history cause we first met each other at a Tony Robbins event back in the day. That was that, was that date with destiny, wasn't it? Date with destiny. Yeah. How did you find that? Was like that, that, that was, uh, was it Queensland? Yeah. Queensland. Kansas or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. How'd you find Gold it? Coast. Like, Gold Coast. So like that was, um, that like that thing changed my life like full on like it changed the direction of what I was doing everything like that. That was like if I look back to the the key moment where things changed for me, it was that seminar. Like, how did you find it? Because some people have said the same as me. Some people have said different. Yeah, I loved it. It was one of the best um, experiences like those sort of seminars I've ever been to. Um, mm. That's probably what catapulted me in moving into coaching more. Probably that, I think it was about four years ago from memory. Um, I was crook as, like, like I got there, I had a cold and everything. Um, and those who don't know, these events are intense. Like it's 10 <laughs> to 14 hour days, like five, was it five or something, back to back. Mm. And it literally, literally just breaks you down. <laughs> it's, um, it's like, it's a really, it's hard to explain those events, but by the end, that's what I felt. I felt like it just a broken me down and then it yeah. sort of rose up again into something a new version of myself i guess um in five days yeah <laughs> so yeah in five days. so you're the reason why we all got sick afterwards then you're Probably, sitting, yeah. you're sitting there secretly <laughs> sick nice um and then from there we then uh, we we then um connected again i was working for a coaching company um, I was one of the coaches there and then Joel did was one of the uh, one of the clients there and did the program and that was where you learned about how to build you were basically teaching photographers how to build their business not how to take photos but kind of actually get more clients and get more sales yeah correct yeah and that um, yeah through that program that helped me I guess uh, put it all together into a saleable product and how to sell it and how to market it and all that sort of stuff, which is really important. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely a lot of a lot of mindset stuff in there as well. And yeah. that sort of uh, was a really, really positive thing for me. Yeah, like I, I've had coaches all my business life. I've had probably four or five different ones through my journey. And like I'm a big advocate for having a coach, obviously because I'm a coach, you're a coach, but they mm-hmm. fast track you you can really get fast tracked. So that course, yeah. that coaching really fast tracked my coaching journey for sure. Nice, man. No, I completely agree with that. Like I'm always doing some sort of course or program. Yeah. It's like nonstop. I mean, I, 
I think it's very hypocritical if you're a coach and then you're not actually getting <laughs> coaching yourself. Like, but the thing is, there's so many coaches out there like that. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a coach, but they're not a, they're not willing to invest in themselves. So um, yeah, yeah, uh, and, and then you've taken it. It, it is. It's, yeah, sorry. I was going to say yeah, and it is. It's just investing in yourself because you are the business. Like as a coach or as a business owner, the whole business is you. So if you're not up leveling, your business isn't going. So what was your like? What would you say like your number one biggest struggle was getting that um, helping the photographers, being a business coach photographers ultimately. What was your number one struggle getting that thing working? Good question. Um, it was probably probably stemmed around the beliefs beliefs I had as well, like what people would be willing to pay or what it was worth, um, or maybe self worth in that. Like because I'm like okay, I'm new to the coaching space. Like I know photography backwards, I know running a business backwards, but how do I get the message I want to convey and across through marketing and sales to get them? Because I knew once I had them into a program, I could get them results, but it was like, mm. how much are they willing to pay or what am I worth and how do I do that? That was the blocks I had at the start for sure. And what were you selling your program for, if you can share that? So I started, the first one was two and a half thousand. Yeah. Um, that same program now is 5k. Um, right. So that's where I say beliefs come into it because yeah. when I was trying to sell it for two and a half K, the belief was like, Oh, that's a lot. But now I'm selling the same thing for 5k. And yeah. but my belief now is much higher. I know it's worth more, way more than 5k. So I'm always a thing like, do you know your program or your products worth five times, 10 times what you can sell it for? Then it's easy to sell. But mm. if you haven't got the belief, belief in it, it's really hard to sell. How did you get actually past that? Is that what we're going to be going through a little bit today? Yeah, yeah. That's some of the, what I, like, the blocks that I've found. Like, and whenever I come up with concepts or something in coaching, it's stuff that I've gone through myself and I see yeah. my clients go through the same things. And that's one of them there, that belief. Um, that's the first block that people have, the beliefs that they have around what they can achieve and, um, we're always way more capable than we give ourselves credit for. Um, but beliefs always come from the past. So you've always got these anchors or blocks you've got or beliefs around what's possible for you or what you can do. And it's, you know, they always stem from very similar things like I'm not good enough and that can come in various things. I'm not good enough at marketing. I'm not good enough at coaching, sales, being a mum, whatever, being a dad. Yeah. yeah. But they're always ingrained in us really strongly from, you know, childhood or whatever. So it's hard to break them because we don't know they're there. So mm. what I do with a lot of my clients is I, I, we find them, we find what those blocks are, those limiting beliefs, and then we rewire them. So a really simple way to do that is firstly, like I ask my client to get into a really negative headspace. Like when you're really negative, when you're, beating yourself up, what's your self-talk and what things you're saying, and we write them down. Right. And usually it doesn't take them long to write 5, 10, 15 different things like, uh, you know, people won't spend that on coaching. Um, so let's, let's use a photographer, for example. Like, okay, I can't mm. charge that. People in my area won't pay that. Uh, my clients won't do that. Um, all this stuff, I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced enough. When you write it down, you look at it and you read it, you know, get them to read it back, you go, is it any wonder you're not getting results if all this shit is like stopping you at every turn? So yeah. we first it's just about acknowledging that they're 
there because a lot of time you don't even realize to how much extent they're there and then you want to re what i get them to do is rewire them almost is like okay let's turn that negative one you've got that's really strong into what's the opposite of that what's the positive of that like Mm. um you know for coaching for example like you coach women in um predominantly so it might be you know they might have i don't know if i'm good enough to coach um other others and you know that might be one of theirs and it might be okay well they turn that into something like i'm a powerful woman with unique skills and experiences and their clients out there that are willing to pay for that so something like that's very opposite of that. And then you write three, four or five of those down mm. and you need to ingrain those. So every, t- every time the negative comes up, you have it written down and you read it every day as part of your morning ritual and you start, okay, you swap it, swap it as it comes up. So it's, a, it's not a quick fix. It's just like a constant loop of reinforcement with something like that. Yeah, cool. So is this so I know, like is this because we're talking about the four, four blocks, right? Is this, yeah. this is one of them? Is this the first one, beliefs? That's number one. Yeah. Okay, so so in our morning rituals, it's like, and what do we do? Do we do we say these internally? Do we say these externally? Do we write it? What I, happens? Yeah, all those things. Like whatever feels right for you, like I'd either, like you can either say it out loud, read it, or write it, write it down again, like every day. So some people feel one of those three is right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like it can be really powerful to do while you're doing something physical as well. I've found like push-ups, for example, um, and just like something really like I hate push-ups. So I do push-ups and push-ups, and then you read your empowering beliefs while you're doing the push-ups. Yeah. Um, for, for me, that that sort of physiology helps as well, ingrain it. Yeah. Um, but it's important to do it consistently. That's where one of the last ones I'll go through is habits. So just so you know, the four blocks are like your beliefs, which are past fears which are future-based, then you got action, and then you got your habits. So they all intertwine, but mm. you need to make it a habit to reinforce the beliefs you want in your, in your mind, not the ones you don't. Cool. And if we can jump back for a second, I was going to ask you about the new direction that you're taking now. So, yep. yeah, what was the shift from going, well, you know, I've been a... Uh, helping photographers build their business to now moving across to what you're doing. Like what exactly are you doing again now? And then what was the shift? Like why have you moved on to what you're doing now? Yeah, I think I noticed um, one of the biggest journeys I've been on as a business owner is the journey from a business owner to a business owner as a husband to a business owner as a dad and that transition and all the levels to that and, the stresses that come with those extra responsibilities and um, attentions getting drawn in different areas when you're a dad. And I see a lot of men in particular, dads in particular, that, that are so stressed, so in their head and not enjoying their business, not enjoying life, um, not switching off and spending quality time with their kids. It's just like it can be all-consuming. So I really wanted to step into that area and help men get out of that and into a really fulfilled business and life. Like obviously up-level their business and make more mm-hmm. money, but so, same with their life and their relationship with their kids and their partner and themselves. Gotcha. So you're, tar- you're targeting you know, uh, dads that actually had their own business. That's the niche, is it? Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Wait. Um, so the first out of the four blocks that's, you know, holding us back from scaling our business First is our beliefs, yeah. And it's funny because, uh, you know, that belief 
exercise you're talking about. I remember doing one um, with uh, at, when I worked at the coaching company with Ryan, and he got us to write down all our yeah our our beliefs that we have around. I don't, what was it? I don't even know if what was what was for exactly. Maybe just like beliefs in sales or making money or something like that. Yeah, getting what we want in life, and it was crazy. It was crazy how many shitty beliefs that we got that you didn't even really know was there. Um, and uh, it's it seriously, I mean, you could, like you mentioned it before, you can be trying all you want with building your business. Like you can be doing all these courses and following the strategies, but if your beliefs are wired the wrong way, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screw you can't take this stuff lightly at all so um yeah yeah it takes a lot of time doesn't it? it it's not a lot of the time it doesn't just turn around you know these years and years and these are these True. ingrained beliefs yeah. you got to work on them turn them around so you do it's about letting go as well like we hold on to stuff um it's about releasing as well releasing some of the the energy behind these beliefs as well and the feelings behind them Mm. which takes time yeah because the beliefs are there to ultimately protect us aren't they is that what they're for so if we have a limiting belief or a negative belief or some sort of belief that's holding us back it's there to protect us um it definitely is it's like the survival mechanism of the mind like to protect and not not get out of your safety zone or your comfort zone so to speak so it's mm. they're they're there for a reason but they don't serve us like right it's not real danger. It's not real survival. It's like it's all made up in the head. Yeah. Do you, would you be able to like put together like say for say a common belief, right? Was uh, say you got a, a a woman that's trying to build a coaching business. Common belief is that you know I mean we all have this to some extent, yeah. Is that we're we're not good enough, yeah. Yeah. Can, can you give like a obviously it's different from person to person, but can you give like an, an, an example of what a backstory of where that belief could have been born from? hundred percent. Like I had one recently, um, or it was a while ago now, but a, a, one that rings a bell, um, because she's a, a w- woman as well. Um, her, we, we, she was, she was getting very blocked and we couldn't, she couldn't work it out. So we went through the limiting beliefs, sort of clearing and working it all out. And we worked out her, I'm not good enough like stems in a whole different era from her mum. So her mum was always telling her how overweight, like this is as a kid, but really nasty. You know, she wasn't good enough because she was too big and she needed to go on a diet and she wasn't good at this. And like her mum, that was the, what she was getting fed as a loop when she was a kid. And she didn't realise, she's, you know, well into her 30s or 40s or whatever now, she didn't realise, holy shit, this is all stems from back here. And a lot of time until you go into it, you don't really know where it comes from. But when you can identify where it actually anchored from, then you can start releasing it because you go, wow. So we we have these beliefs like we're still that 10-year-old or 7-year-old or 8-year-old kid when we're 30 or 40 or 50 and they hold as much weight where it's totally different now and you can release it and, like, question it. Like, and one way we, we do that is, okay, well, we come up with examples of why it's not true as well. Like, okay, well, I can't want, you know, I can't sell a coaching program because I'm not good enough. Okay. Have you sold a coaching program before? Well, yeah, I have. Okay. Well, you've done it. Or if they're really new and starting out, do you know anyone that sold a coaching program for a thousand dollars before or $2,000? Mm. 
Yes. Okay, how many people? Uh, I know at least five. There's probably, you know, and you might go, okay, there's at least 100,000 people that have done that, maybe a million. What? Why not? You're always looking for examples to back up why you can do it, not why you can't. Cool, man. That's cool. Um, all right, well, what's our second block? So that's past-based. The next one's future-based, which is fear, and that all comes from the what-ifs, right? And very rebel, uh, pre, uh, relevant now with coronavirus going on. Like, what if I can't get clients? What if I, my marketing doesn't work? What if I'm good enough? You know, and then it, what happens is one fear it spirals and it's like, what if I can't pay the bills? What if I sell my house? And like, you know, it goes into total catastrophe mode really quickly. You catastrophize. So our, that's another thing of like survival. Our brains are like, in survival mode there and they're trying to make sure we survive so they're just like looking for all the danger it's not it's not real it's like what we're making up in our minds so it's really important to question those thoughts and like i read i can't remember where i read it that was a really interesting a really good book can't remember the name but they said if you have um what we call negative thoughts or thoughts that don't make you feel good then they're not true like mm. as a human, if it's not making you feel good, then it's not true. Um, that's just, that was their take on it. And I, I, I think I believe it as well. Like the universe isn't there. You're not part of the universe to feel shit. So if you're having thoughts that make you feel shit, they're not true. So you've got to question them and say, is this 100% fact? Like you might have a coronavirus hits. Okay, for example, we shut this studio six weeks ago. And, I, you know, I've had some fearful thoughts around that for sure but this is how easy it can escalate like all right i've got to shut the studio okay how am i going to pay the bills what's going to happen what if coronavirus does this what if this happens then you, you know you're spiraling mm. okay well none of that's happened none of that's actually true you want to bring it back and focus on what could go right not what could go wrong that's that's where you sort of stop the fear and go okay let's move into a positive place instead of getting caught up and, and following those thoughts too far you want to sort of stop chop them off and move the other way as quickly as you can. Okay. So I'm excited. I mean, writing this stuff down. So the first is the belief. Second is fear. And with the fear, we want to be, when they come up, when the thoughts come up, know that, well, they're not true. They're not true. And then give, what was it you say? Kind of like evidence to why they're not true. Yeah. Look, you gotta, you gotta look at it, ask, you gotta sort of, um, question the thought is that true mm -hmm. and it's not because it's all future based so you, you don't know that's true and go okay why am I going straight to the negative when this could happen what's the what's the positive that could happen here like okay well sales could go really well or this could happen okay why don't I follow that path because that's that path's going to lead you to better action more aligned action yeah when you're in when your fears your past and your beliefs so your beliefs your past your fears your future like your mind slash ego is so powerful. It's constantly trying to pull you out of the present moment, what's actually reality now, into the past or the future. So it's really important to get back, get present, question the thoughts. And then from there, you can move into the third block, which is the action, because those first two stop any aligned action whatsoever. Yeah. Have you seen the, um, the Michael Jordan last dance? Loved it. Yeah, Mate. loved it. 
How unbelievable is it? And when you're going through all this stuff here, I'm just thinking of him because he's this, he's, this is him to a T, yeah? Unbelievable, his, his mindset and belief around things. And oh. it's, 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 it's nuts, isn't it? It's, it's, well, it's, yeah, well, what, one of the commentators, I think, or the reporters said the difference between Michael, and I think it was in the last episode, actually, the difference between Michael Jordan and everyone else is he's so in the moment. He doesn't even mm. think that he's going to fail. He doesn't even give a, a, even a belief to he's going to fail. He knows that he's going to win. And, like, he's the only one that's super present, focused on exactly what's happening, which is true. That's why he's so great because he is so present and so in the zone all the time. Hell, yeah. I loved it. Such a cool. And I'm not even in basketball or anything like that. I grew up uh, – I'm actually glad that I did because um, – are you into basketball at all? I was as like that's my um, like when I was um, that when he won those titles I was like in high school so that was my like I was right into the yeah. basketball then I'm not really I was more of a footy player but I loved watching basketball and stuff but yeah yeah well, as like I've I've well I used to um, collect the cards and I um what was it upper deck do you remember upper deck upper deck and flares and flares mate i collected those and around when i collected them which i'm so happy about was in that era so watching that um watching that uh, doco series i knew all the players yeah and i'm like oh and these are but the thing is i never i never got to actually see them play because back in those days there was no internet right there's no internet yeah. there's no cable tv anything like that so i don't even know how australia would have got nba games but it might have been you know some satellite type thing at some pubs homes didn't have them so it was so cool to to have all these players that i knew their names i knew exactly who they played for i even i remember even watching the series that when they had obviously showing the video i saw moments of when the video of when the dunks were taken photos of and they were on the cards if that makes sense and i'm like i've seen that exact pose and i noticed it within a split second yeah so it was so cool but um, anyway, yeah, I mean, anyone listen to this, if you haven't seen it, Netflix, The Last Dance, um, uh, the Michael Jordan, like you don't even have to be into basketball at all to like get value from this thing because, you know, what we're discussing here is around beliefs and everything. Michael Jordan is just like, he's just at the top of his game. Not many people that has the level of belief that he does. And it's kind of like you've got... You've got skillful people out there and you've got not so skillful people out there. But, you know, you've got a lot of skillful people that have bad beliefs, yeah, that won't get anywhere. And then you've got not so skillful people that have great beliefs. I would back them any day, any day of the week, any day of the week. 100%. If you look at like any in the coaching space, like someone like Tony Robbins, his belief is so powerful in himself. Like he does not question and... Like he's so, it's like photography is the same thing. Like I say to photographers, you don't have to be a great photographer to make good money. You just have to have a really good solid mindset and sales and marketing process. The same as coaching. You only have to be one step ahead of where your clients are and market and sell and have the belief in yourself and you'll kill it, right? That's as simple as that. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, I've actually changed my niece recently. Um, because that exact thing, Joel, it's like I was um, I was focusing on absolute beginner coaches because I'm early on in my journey, right? And I was um, focusing on absolute beginners because I thought, oh, there's a bit of a gap there. But then I'm like, mm, I don't 
really love the absolute beginners. I kind of like a coach where they're a bit more established so I don't have to focus on the nitty gritty stuff. But then I was kind of like, oh, well, they're close to me in their business, right? And that was the thing that was like, oh, my belief was, well, I can't coach them because they're only just a little bit behind. But then you know, I, I spoke to my last coach and they told me about that. And like they said, it's absolute bullshit. And it's so true. I made the switch and I feel so much more aligned now because, mm. you know, yeah, you're right. You only have to be one step ahead. That's it. I only have to be one step ahead. So, yeah, love that, man. What's yeah, the... Um, yeah, I was going to say, the reason you hire a coach is so you can get to that level the next level where they are, where they've yeah. been or what they've gone through. Yeah. Simple. Mm. Mm. Is there anything else that you wanted to, we speaking about the fear based stuff or are we onto the third one? I think the only other thing with fear, like when you, when it boils down, when you feel those fears, it always um, translates into your feeling in your body somewhere. So fear, stress, anxiety, like you'll feel it, like it might be a tightening of the throat or chest or whatever. One really interesting thing is that I've, um, there's a book called uh, Letting, Letting Go, I think, The Art of Surrender. So it's, it talks about sitting with the feeling. So switch off the mind, don't worry about what the thoughts are, just sit with the feeling, find it, and just really focus on it, and then let go of the energy behind it and just like let it dissipate and it's a process that you like to do over and over but that really slows down the, the thoughts as well because the feeling stops so you're taking away the energy of it which is a really cool little thing you can try how do you let or, go of the energy is it like breathing <laughs> type thing or yeah and i think it's different for everyone like like i think you just when you're focusing and you close your eyes you focus on where the tightness is or where the the heat is and then it's probably different for everyone, but you can just breathe it out, for example, or just like feel it like the energy behind it let go. Um, it's probably a very hard thing to to say how to do it unless you try it, I guess, because mm. probably going to be different for everyone. Yeah. I'm more like if I try it, it's more of like a breathe, breathe in and then just breathe it out sort of thing. Yeah. Sweet. All right, third block. Uh, action. So... It's dictated by the first two massively. So your beliefs and your fears really dictate what action you take. So when you can dissipate those a little, you'll notice your actions much more aligned and much more solid and quicker. So a lot of time those first two just stop any action whatsoever. Like you go to do a marketing campaign, you're like, oh, uh, it's not quite right. Okay, I'll do this or I don't think this will work or you'll spend way too much time on it. It might be... Um, hiring a coach, you go, oh, I really want to hire a coach, but oh, it's a lot of money. I don't know if I'm, oh, I'll, I'll wait. Like things like that, you just don't take the action. Where people are really um, successful, they're just taking action all the time. And it's like messy action. So, one really big thing I learned from a coach is when I did my program for photographers, he said, All right, sell it first, make it later. And I'm like, What? No way. Like, I'm like, I need all my ducks in a row. I need to have like the, so I had the foundation of what I wanted to teach, obviously, but I hadn't written the online program, done the videos. But he goes, sell it. Trust me, once you sell it, it'll make you do the rest really quickly. So, yeah. so I sold it to two people, I think, two or three people. And then I said, cool, it starts in three weeks and got shit and just 
started and I just had to be a couple of weeks ahead of them. So, you know, they're on week six of the program. I still hadn't written week nine. So mm. by the time that those first few people had gone through the program, all of a sudden it's written really quickly and then it's done. So it's really, and same with marketing, just messy action, putting that out. Does it work? No. Try this, not try this and like different, 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 like always taking action. So many people like in the photography space, for example, I'll do a Facebook ad. Oh, that didn't work. That's it. Yeah. No more Facebook ads. Mm. Yeah. No one, why, why aren't you doing Facebook ads? Well, it didn't work. What'd you do? I did this one thing. <laughs> why don't you try something else? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Just take action over and over. Yeah. Like, like one of the reasons, like at the moment, this is my, I think this week I've done four podcasts, right? And I've got a couple next week. I just like coronavirus hit and everything. I got a bit stuck. I'm like, no, nah, I just need to start talking to people and get, you know, so I reach out to some people and just yep. get that action going, right? The energy just like, and then when I'm having conversations with you or I did one with Nick and Femi, um, I think, do you know Nick and Femi? Yeah, yeah man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that like just the talking, right? And you'll go, oh, and something will pop up after you've done the podcast. Go, That's cool. I'll write that down. Then I might lead into something else, like a different action or a different marketing or whatever it is. Yeah, it gives you, just brings your energy up, right? For me, it's like my energy is super important. So one thing that gives me energy is talking to people, conversing with people in the same mindset, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's just action, action, yeah. action. It's like um, that action thing, like I 100% agree with, like if you're just kind of doing the same stuff, your inspiration and ideas, it's like you're just in like a little bubble in your own little world and then you don't realise that there's a different world out there. But when you're doing new things, all of a sudden these crazy new ideas that you never even had thought of pop into your mind. Um, so so true man so so true like a like the last probably couple of months oh no last look the last three months like the things i've been doing in my business like i just haven't been doing before and 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 do you know what it started with it started with i joined a program right so i joined a program that was new so i was learning new things and then i started doing new things i started talking to other people and you're so true it's like you're taking the action but will give you clarity and it'll also lead to to bigger and better things but if you just seem to be like sitting there not really kind of like you've got it i mean you have to be getting uncomfortable yeah you've got to be doing and heading into areas where you're just the unknown that's what it is yeah mm, yeah it's exciting and that's scary isn't it? for people mm. yeah it's like the, the unknown and the comfort zone is scary so that's why people don't take that action but like um you know like facebook lives the first facebook live i ever did I was so scared. Like, I'm like, what if I stuff it up? What if I don't say it right? And then now I just jump on and do a live, like, at the drop of a hat. It doesn't really worry me at all. So you build that muscle and it gets stronger. And then, you know, you get work from those Facebook lives or you get people resonate with it and go, oh, I'll follow you now. Or I might ask about a program or, you know, it's just when you're stuck, you need to move. You need to take action. You need to just do something different. Oh, yeah. Um, mate, before we head to the last one, there's like a bipping going on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's my alarm system needs uh, uh, fixing. So oh, is it like a yeah, smoke alarm or something? Okay. Uh, it's a security alarm. 
Gotcha. I was thinking um, maybe you've you've got your missus there and she's taking photos of you. And like, yeah, it's like the, the camera, like, she's getting a few photos here. <laughs> it sounds like that, that flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, um, I'm uh, traumatised from that 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 sound, that camera sound, because we went on our, um, Connie and I went on our honeymoon last year to Africa and we, um, we were on this safari and it was just, it was meant to be like, I think about eight people, but um, for some reason, like it ended up only being three of us. So myself, Courtney, and this other uh, kind of—I don't know what he's. I think he's American, but he lived in um, he lived in where he lived, Thailand, right? But this dude was like, and from the get go, from the get go, right? So this is how we were introduced to him. We were ready to take off, and then um, we got picked up from our hotel and then the guide's like, oh, look, we've got to go pick up the other guest, um, but he's actually at the doctor's. He's got issues with his eyes. We're like, oh, no problems. We went to the doctor's. We went there. But, mate, it's probably two and a half, three hours at the front of the fucking doctor's. Finally it rocks is. up and, like, you know, we're just like, man, we want to get on our bloody safari. We've got a big, long drive ahead of us. Um, and he finally gets on and I'm just like, you know, whatever. Like, it is what it is, right? Um, and he introduced himself. He apologised. And we're like, we're all good. Um, we ended up missing because we were meant to go out that day for safari, but we didn't. We missed it. We were meant to go out for an after lake drive, but we missed it. But I was just like, yeah, whatever. But anyway, I, what am I talking about here? I've absolutely forgotten what I'm talking about. Photos. The photo photos. thing. So anyway, <laughs> this guy turned out to be a crazy dude, man. Like crazy as, and like he's loved his. Uh, he had like all the cameras and stuff. Big photographer. But he was over the top and it was like, you know, you'd, you'd drive down the safari and you'd see an animal and you'd get out and be like, oh my God. And he's like, and this was nonstop for the whole safari, which lasted like almost a week. Yeah. And you think, you know, when you see your first um, uh, buffalo, you're like, man, it's buffalo. Yeah. Or you see your first giraffe and you're like, oh my God. And then lions, lions are always cool, but you see his first wildebeest or zebra, but after the third, fourth day, you've seen so many. It's almost like driving past a cow, yeah, <laughs> or a sheep. Like you don't go, oh my god, I can get sheep in a cow. And there's no jokes. Is his his reaction was like he'd never seen it, and you'd get up off of, like his seat, get to the, like the poppy's head out, and then he'd be like, oh my god, he's a dig So that is the long story of that beep in the background, which is just playing with my mind mate <laughs> i'm dying from it so anyway it's all good it's, it's, amazing. <laughs> it's triggered you <laughs> it's, triggered me. it's probably him it's probably him steve he's probably taking photos of you so let's get to um let's get to the last block mate number four where we at yeah this one's a big one this is habits so i'm really big with my clients i'm forming strong weekly and daily habits and like morning rituals, morning routines, super, super important. So one of the reasons I think I've been quite successful, I've got really strong habits because I think when you have a really solid morning routine, it like brings your level up straight away for the day. Like during a week of business or a month of business, you can sort of slowly wane or you can go up and down. But if you've had a, a big day and you wake up and you're tired, your morning routine pops you back up here and then you've got other things through the day that can pop you back up. Like I do a meditation in the morning. I do a meditation about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the hour and that pops me back up energetically. So, yeah, just self and self-care as well, habits around self-care, which is 
super important in a business because I think we get so busy being a business owner and like we haven't got time for meditation, haven't got time for getting out in nature, haven't got time for whatever exercise. So we put that off. But then mm -hmm. your level, your energy levels just dip, dip, dip until the fear comes in and like more limiting beliefs come in or you have a, like a stress attack or you have a bit of a breakdown. So yeah, morning ritual, morning routine is super, super powerful and something I would recommend to everyone that's in business. Yeah. Do you do um do you do the same morning ritual like all the time? Do you change it up? Like what's the go with it? Do you do it seven yeah, days I a week? Change. Do you do it five days a week? I do it I do it five days a week. Yep. Um so I meditate twice a day, five days a week and on the weekends I don't always meditate twice a day, so it might be once a day. Um and I don't do the morning routine on a weekend generally sometimes i do but more that's more my off switch that's my family time that's like i'm not thinking about work and stuff um and i do switch it up so i've i usually have the same one for quite a while and then i might put ads add an element in or try something else or move something out or that's not really lighting me up anymore let's try this so i'm always experimenting with different things in and out of it as well um, to see what's going to work for me because it's different for every person and where you're at in your journey as well. Okay. And is there any other suggestions that you can do around creating good habits apart from a morning ritual? Uh, meditation is huge. I think that's super, super important um, to get you back being present. So the more present you are, the less the fears and the limiting beliefs come in. But beware when you start meditating, a lot of it will come up. A lot of shit will come up because you're, you're finally sitting and stopping with your own thoughts. So mm -hmm. at the start, it can be a bit uncomfortable sometimes because oh, sometimes you'll be sitting and meditating. I remember when I started, all of a sudden just this like, massive hit of anxiety had hit me and like you're just sitting in your lounge room like calm. You know, what the, what the <laughs> hell is that? But what it is is in uh, Vedic wisdom, anyway, Vedic meditation, which I do, it's, it's old stresses that are leaving the body. So it's actually a good thing. So it's releasing stress. Mm -hmm. um, I think self-care stuff is really important, like exercise, really important to have and make sure it's in your routine for the week. So for me, Wednesday morning or before coronavirus, I'd go to the gym on Wednesday morning and Friday morning at six. And that was like set in the diary every single week, those two, and I'd try to do small, but they're set. Um, eating eating well, like or like allowing time for you to be at your optimal, like health-wise. Because if you're not, you can't function at 100%. So I mm. think, um, yeah, exercise or getting outside, yeah, those two things. Mm. Um, yeah, I reckon exercise, well, just health in general, like health's like a massive priority for you. I'm not like a crazy health fanatic, but it's like if I'm not healthy, I almost, I, I'm not myself if I'm not healthy. Yeah. If I'm sick, like it's funny because Courtney's, Courtney's like, I hate when you're sick because you're just like, you're just a little, you, you go into the corner of the room. You don't want to know anyone. And it's true. Manfully, like, manfully man. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a manfully sufferer, but I, I, I mean, I hardly get sick. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 um, Courtney and I went vegetarian probably at three and a bit years ago now. Um, for us, that's worked. Like I rarely, rarely get sick. And when I do, it's like seriously for half a day. It's about it. Um, but if I'm feeling, if I'm not feeling well, let's say I don't get a lot of sleep. I'm shocking. I don't know how you do as a dad, mate. Um, I'm going to have to learn very soon. But uh, the sleep thing, yeah. same thing. <laughs> sleep, sleep's super, 
sleep's super important um, mm. for sure. Like I've got a sort of, not a routine, but like a nighttime routine is another thing that's really good. Like before you go to sleep, the 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes before you go to sleep is really important because whatever's on your mind translates into what you dream about or what you know keeps you up. So if you go to bed, look on your phone or you're stressed, straight to sleep, you'll have a, a the sleep won't be as good. Mm. Um, but I usually, I'll do like five, 10 minutes of reading, like a, like a self-help book, a development book or a spiritual book or that stuff I love. I'll read that, like feeding your thoughts. Um, and then I'll put down what are three great things that happened today. I'll write down um, what could have made today better is a question I ask myself. Like what could have I done to make today better and what am I most looking forward to tomorrow? Just really simple, 10, five, 10 minutes before you go to bed. And the, the more sleep you can get before one o'clock in the morning is really important too because apparently it's worth like twice as much sleep through the circadian uh, rhythm or something. I don't really know the science behind it, but mm-hmm. I usually try to get to bed by around 10 for me personally. And if I have seven hours, that's usually enough for me. But I'll notice if I'm super stressed or super anxious or anything for some reason, I'll need more sleep. Like seven hours won't be enough. So it's more like eight or eight and a half. So it's important to keep those stress levels down because you don't, it, it drains your energy. Like it really drains your energy having those stressful thoughts. So it's really important to keep that clear. Sekara, so if we just summarize these four blocks, what are they? So we've got the action. Sorry, action's last. So let's do self-limiting beliefs, which are you know, past-based that we've got to let go of and find and realign. Yeah, so it's almost like first discover what these limiting and and negative beliefs are, write them all down, and then we want to change it to an empowering belief. And the options are write it in your journal each day, say it out loud, or is that? Read it. Read it out loud or just read it. Yeah, read Read it it, it out loud or, yeah. Um, Then you've got the fear, which is all future-based. So you really want to... not let your mind get taken away on those tangents once a fearful thought comes in. <clears throat> you want to question it and then look at well, what could go right, not what could go wrong. That's, that's mm. a, sort of a big one for that. And then take action from that aligned place and mm. continual, constant, messy action, just take, taking action and whatever it is. That's why coaches, like I've still got a coach this day, is because they almost force you to take action that you don't want to take yourself. You know you should do, yeah. but you don't, you know, you don't want to do. But if someone says, all right, I need you to do this, we're talking next Monday, get it done, you do it, right? It's that accountability to actually push you through those comfort zone boundaries that you don't want to do yourself sometimes. So that's critical. Just take action then, yeah, and then instill the habits that you want daily and be consistent about it so with a morning routine for example you want to do it before you've done anything else for the day and most of my clients have trouble with this because they don't want to get up early or they're not morning people or you know so would you want to be successful can you can you get up 20 minutes earlier to have a fucking successful business in life like it's there's the sacrifices to make right nah it's it's not Not willing to do it It's, it's not easy getting out. Of, I hate getting out of bed in the morning. Like I've yeah. done a morning routine for years, and I still, when that alarm goes off, I'm like, "Ugh, yeah, yeah, fine." And I'll just, but you just do it. Like mm. it becomes when it becomes a habit, it's easy because it's just what you do. Yeah, do you know start, what? Start, you, yeah, you and I need to move 
you know, up to Cairns or something like that. I'm sure it'll be a little bit easier getting out of the bed in the morning because <laughs> Melbourne's a shit oh. now, especially now. Oh, this morning it was raining, it was cold. I'm like, you know, I have to get up and turn the ducted heating on. <laughs> and like, so You're I, I question your life, don't you? Here. You're questioning your life from the, you know, the major August period in, in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, awesome, so man. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? I said, like, I actually get, go into the toy, kids' toy room and I sit on the ducted heating vent to do my morning routine. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you definitely do need something nice and warm and toasty. Makes it a bit easier. Uh, mate, is there anything else that you want to end on or leave us on? I think um, for the, you know, your, your um, audience, I guess, the people are coaching or looking to get into it or starting out is like back yourself and give yourself every possible um, available option to succeed where like, you know, you do a lot of self-development yourself, get a coach like for sure, like 100% get a coach because it costs you way more time and money, I believe, not having a coach. Um, and, you know, you're awesome at what you do. I, you know, we work together a bit at, at uh, winning it and, you know, get get Luke on board and help you get where you want to go because it's just fast track you. That's like, should, I'm not trying to plug you, but that's like, it's that's the key. Have someone, if it's not Luke, someone, have someone accountable to so you can move quickly in the direction you want to go. Hell yeah, man. That's, and that's, 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 yeah. Where can everyone find you? Do you want to, um, like, are you still, do you still want to, like, if people are open to doing the photography side, you still want to, or you just want to concentrate on the, the dads in business side? I do, doing both, yeah. So I've got yeah. a three-month program um, for, look, most of them are photographers, but a lot of small business owners. Um, and the dads, yeah. So jump on Facebook, JD Mindset Coaching. It's probably the easiest place to, to find and connect. Um, and yeah, I put videos and lives and different content up there quite a bit. Yeah. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the, the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.